Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is January 7th, 2022. This is the Fightful post-show review for for SmackDown and AEW Rampage. I almost said Raw, but I cut myself off. But I could have just said Rampage like that. (laughs) I think it's because if you're not calling me Denise, you're saying it's Raw. I get it, Sean. I get it. That's true. That's true. New 50,000 follower Twitter account, Denise Salcedo. Well, I'm closing in on 5,000. There you go. So, guys, just 95,000 more, and I'm, like, almost catching Sean. Guys, this show brought to you by manscaped.com slash Fightful. Please show them some love, even if it is just heading over there, tweeting them, saying Fightful told us about you. We have had so much stuff this week, and I really mean just so much stuff. Um, I'm going to break up the plugs, don't worry. But our shows this week and this weekend, we covered day one. Uh, Denise had a Wrestle Kingdom review. We had a New Year's Evil post show. There were extra episodes of Sour Graps on Fightful Select with Kate and Alex. <laughs> we uh, have done just a, an incredible amount of stuff. And then on Saturday, if you liked Grapsity last week, which I really encourage you guys uh, to check out, uh, they covered the Tony Khan tweet, the Big Swole podcast. Captain Sean Dean popped up. Baron Black popped up. You're going to love that show again on Saturday, but that's not the only show on Saturday. We got three. Battle of the Belts at 9, and then after Impact Hard to Kill, we got Denise Salcedo, Steven Jensen. I might pop in there too because I already know I'm going to have some exclusive information for you guys, but you know what? You want exclusive information? Fightful Select is where to go. We've been dropping news all week. Uh, you know, maybe that Jeff Hardy was supposed to be the shaman in NXT. Um, unfortunately, we broke the news of an awful lot of NXT layoffs, and we have just a remarkable amount of backstage news on Kyrie Sane possibly leaving WWE contract, um, of Samoa Joe not being in WWE anymore. I'll give you the full plug later on, but we also had interviews with Braun Breaker, Chelsea Green, Gail Kim, and the undefeated Stephen Macklin. Holy cow. Jesus Howard Christ. It's been a busy week, and I'm so excited. And I'm excited for you guys to leave a thumbs up, donate a super chat, or a humper chat. That gets your question or statement read on the air. We greatly appreciate it. And please, show these shows uh, on Saturday some love as well. Uh, I'll be popping in. If there's anything like behind the scenes you want to know for Hard to Kill, I'll be feeding them information as well. Oh, Kate, 
It's been a busy week. It's been, the, the last seven days have been some of the craziest seven days like I've, I've ever covered. I can't believe it's only January 7th. I feel like right. so much of the rest of like the end of last year, especially flu. And this time I'm like, oh my gosh, what a jam-packed seven oh, days man. we've had. You know what I was thinking about as you were saying, send in your humper chats. Like our listeners don't have flaccid swords, so they can do mm-hmm. things like send in humper chats. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So. so I think um, this this isn't often. But we should probably start by covering SmackDown. I thought there was some very what? newsworthy stuff on SmackDown tonight. But we have a humper chat from Alicia Ellis saying off topic. But did you see Antonio Brown's tweet of his side of the story? Yeah, honestly, I think the NFL should personally, like, they should investigate this situation because I think you have two very plausible things. And that's about as far as I'll get into that because I don't know what the hell happened there. But I mean, oh, as man. a Steelers fan, I do think that. Mike Tomlin deserves way more credit for managing Antonio Brown than he got for as long as he did, because there have been quite a few instances like that. Like when I can tell you as a Bengals fan, like you had a lot of those personalities that had been troubled early on and, and you had Vontez perfect. You had Pac-Man Jones, these people who were given multiple chances and then it all unraveled at the worst possible time in the playoffs against the Steelers. Like, which I'm sure you remember I um, do. at the worst possible time. Like you have to have somebody that can, these are supremely athletic people who are also super, super rich. And like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors there, but there's a lot happening there. And I just think if you basically burning your feet off in a cryo tank, isn't even in like the top 10 of the craziest things that you've done, you're living yeah. like a pretty colorful and eventful life. <laughs> oh, guys, we got so much to talk about tonight. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. I want to thank you guys again. This show brought to you by Manscaped.com. Code Fightful. Uh, show them some love. But my God, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns kicked off this show. Evangelina Grace says, I knew this was a love triangle. Paul just wants to be loved. Don't we all? Oh. Yeah. Um. Roman Reigns is out. Brock Lesnar is out. Paul Heyman is out. So this was very, very, uh, very interesting. Paul Heyman is is not shy about his affection for Roman Reigns at all. He's like, I loved you. You mistreated me. And Brock Lesnar's like, "Uh, pardon me? Pardon me? What's going on here? I loved so much about this. First of all, Brock does a a fantastic Paul Heyman impression. I did not know he had that in him. That was so fantastic. For those that miss it, sorry to cut you off. Brock introduced himself in the style of Paul Heyman, and it sounded great, Kate. It sounded just like him. I was so impressed. And again, as someone who got into wrestling later um, in like the 2009 time, this has been my favorite Brock because... The last few versions of him, I think, kind of assumed that you knew who Brock was already, how dominant he was already. I felt like things got redundant. Seeing his charisma shine through in these angles, I think, is so fun. I know there were some people that came out of this wondering who was face and who was heel. I think you said that you don't care. I don't care either. I do feel like it's still pretty clear that um, that Roman is the heel here because I think 
his love for Paul Heyman was just a way to kind of catch Brock off guard and catch him, catch him maybe sleeping on him a little bit. It was more of a way to goat the two of them into to being misled and um, not, I don't think it was from a sincere place with Roman. So um, I, I just really like this. I was waiting for something to move along with this angle. I don't really love the title versus title part of it, but I really, yeah. really liked this particular segment. And I love Paul Heyman does so many things right. And one of those is his intonation and his speech patterns in this, where he was sounding like me as a 16 year old talking to her boyfriend. It was so like, but I love you. And then this, and then that, and then that. I didn't really sound like that, but that was kind of like what sure. he was going for. I feel like where Roman has that like gravelly voice and Brock is this hilarious, dominant, huge, incredible dude. Um, and Paul just had this very waffly, I got caught thing. <laughs> Hannah says, Paul on a pole, Paul on a pole. Paul on a well, pole, baby. And I, I got to put over Brock Lesnar's promo skills here. He, I thought he did really well. And I mean, a lot of people just have this misconception that he's just been bad on the mic before. Within a first, the first few weeks of him coming back to WWE, after eight years gone, he said, get me Paul Heyman. And they said, okay, we'll do that for you, Brock, whatever you say. In the UFC, he was like the best promo going at the time. Like he and Chael Sonnen. He was just a remarkably fun guy to listen to. And he is naturally charismatic. That is the case. It's just he's been standing next to Paul Heyman for a decade, who's one of the best promos of all time. And Brock wants the the title versus title match. Uh, Roman, not that interested in it. And he says... It's a good idea, but it's not my my idea, and this is my show. That seems like a very Vince thing. Like maybe not sure something does. he says out loud, but it seems like a very Vince thing. Yes, I really liked that. And one thing I also appreciated about this segment was there is a little bit of cheesiness to someone saying "acknowledge me" over and over sure. again when they have three segments. And I just <laughs> really liked uh, Brock poking fun at that a little bit. Because it's it works for Roman. He delivers it very well. But at the end of the day, no one talks like that. Nobody says, acknowledge me on a regular basis. So I just appreciated that too. Like, let's dig into Roman a little bit. So much of this has been about Paul Heyman. So much of this has been about the idea of the bloodline. Like, there's not, they faced each other so many times. It's nice to see them be able to bring fresh and new things to the surface here. And I think we knew it was going to get to a love triangle with Paul Heyman at some point. But um, I, I really liked this and I was waiting for this to move somewhere and I'm, I'm glad it is now. Bezos says, Paul, as we meet with my exes, I felt quite attacked. <laughs> well, um, speaking of exes, we're told Roman Reigns is going to find out who his Royal Rumble opponent is. And at the end of the night, we're just going to go ahead and cover this now. Seth Rollins walks into his locker room and laughs in his face. Now, I'm told this match isn't official official yet, um, but... It's going to be, and um, I don't know how I feel about this, Kate. Am I intrigued by the match? Of course I'm intrigued by the match. However, uh, this just annoys me on so many levels. First off, Seth Rollins is on Raw. Ding, ding, ding! Second off, (laughs) Seth Rollins just lost a top contender match for that title on Monday. Beyond that, he lost a world title match 
on the pay-per-view this past week. I don't get it. Now, I don't I don't understand. Now, if if they want to make good on this cake, I think there's a way. I think it is Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville saying, "Well, this guy was supposed to get a one-on-one title shot, and we didn't think that was fair to him, and this is our way to make up for that." I would buy that. I would buy the fact that to keep the Rollins and Lynch household happy, they said, "Okay, Seth, you didn't get a fair shake against this situation with Big E. So we're going to give you that opportunity at the Royal Rumble. And I think that's that would be okay. Just just give me a reason. That's all I need. Here's my issue. They're not going to do that. And my other <laughs> issue is I hate that they make such a big deal out of the brand split. And then to your point. They- hold on. Hold on. Also, I almost forgot. Seth Rollins knocking on the door to the Shield theme was amazing. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so great. Absolutely loved it. So similarly, like my issue is not with Seth and Roman necessarily because there's such a great story there, right? Like they have this yeah. huge, extensive, long history. My issue is the fact that he is on Raw. They make a huge deal of the brand split and then they completely ignore it. And why would you not have the spot set aside for a an NXT call up. I think that could be really cool if you saw um your NXT champion, the new one, move up here. I think Ciampa would be a great move as well. I also think Big E to me is so logical because he just was champion, so he's already immediately feeling important. It doesn't look like they're gonna run that back with Brock. And then you have the new day on the same brand again. Like if you're going to break the rules of your brand. Why not do it at least for a freaking reason? Because I can't just watch the New Days and the Usos like every episode, except for that ne- I can't. Neither which can Macaulay Culkin, apparently. Well, did you see I mean, that? I mean, he's home alone. He doesn't know what to do. Did you see that? Did you see I where just... Macaulay? He was like, "I'm getting tired of watching the Usos and New Day." And we were uh, like, "Oh my gosh, dude, this is Mark Losper says nice segment aside. I would still rather watch grass grow than for these two to headline WrestleMania again." To me, I mean, yeah, I don't want it to be title for title, but babyface Brock and heel Roman is the one I've always wanted. Better late than never, I guess. But Well, good for them. They can main event night four of a buy one, get one oh, WrestleMania. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Fact Channel says Kate's bangs are better than SmackDown. She does Thank have you. good bangs. Thank you. And Mark Losper says, you nearly called SmackDown Raw. Sounds like it may have been apt some of the things that happened on the show. <laughs> Oh, uh, for sure, buddy. Now, if you guys want to keep talking about Reigns Lesnar, that's understandable. We'll go back and forth uh, throughout the show. It's okay. Uh, Anthony Velasquez says, just shows how slim the SmackDown roster is right now. They had to bring a Raw superstar over to SmackDown, so Roman has a challenger for the Rumble. Well, this is just my hunch. By the way, your mic is rubbing. Um, I think this would have been Jeff Hardy is what I think. I think it would have been Jeff Hardy and uh, somebody was asking me on my Q&A show, which airs every week on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today. I asked, Sean, we're not all millionaires. We can't just go around subscribing to Fightful Select do, for $1,000 a month. Do you have 16 cents a day? Why, I think I do. Well, okay, you know what? Then you can afford Fightful Select. $5 my a month. God. I do a Q&A show every <laughs> week, and people said, well, who is going to slide into the Drew spot creatively? And I was like, well, I think it was meant to be, personally, I think it was meant to be Jeff and Roman and then it was going to be Drew and Jeff. So I think those plans kind of canceled each other out. And then they slid Rollins in here. Go ahead. 
why can't it be Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods as individuals? It could be. And I think it, it probably should be. I think like, they probably, yeah. Having your top face face your top heel. I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but like, I, I agree. do it. I agree. Mark Losper says, think about how big that members of the shield facing each other could have been at some point. Now we're getting it as a random throwaway that we 1 billion percent know Seth is going to get destroyed in. I fully think that the shield should have main evented a WrestleMania. And I wish they would have done that. They had 2000, like they had several years. They had several years uh, to do that, but. Well, they've had several at Fightful has mentioned that like, they missed that opportunity with uh, <laughs> with the shield, but they still have that as a fatal four way with the women, with the the four horse women to to do that. So I hope they take advantage of that and learn from their mistake. They're not great at learning from their mistakes all the time, however. <laughs> well, Johnny Knoxville was at SmackDown, and uh, Sammy's like, "LOL, you're in the Rumble," as if. <laughs> And then Sammy faced Rick Boogs, which is weird because he qualified for the Royal Rumble. Or not qualified for the Royal Rumble. He became top contender to the Intercontinental title. For some reason, Rick Boogs is beating the top contender to the Intercontinental title. So not only does that title not get defended like ever, 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 now the top contender for that title is getting beaten by the champion's lackey. I don't see a possible benefit that this has at all. Like Shinsuke Nakamura has not defended this title since like September on TV. What the hell is going on? This booking just made no sense. So it's trash. The it is trash. Thank you for saying that. That is what it is. It is Oscar the Grouch in a trash can. I'm the Grouch. This match in the booking. The booking specifically is trash. Um, you know, Boogs, I don't like the gimmick. I don't like his guitar. It was out of tune tonight, which is stupid. Um, and that, like, suplex thing he did while he was on his knees was one of the coolest things ever. I loved that. But I just don't understand why they're like, hey, you lost. You should probably move up in the title picture. The same thing happened on Raw with Dewdrop. Like, you lost to Bianca Belair three times. You deserve to be in the title picture. It's just weird. With it's with just... Bianca Belair as well. Yeah, with... um, <laughs> exactly. Johnny Knoxville shows up and tosses Sammy over the top rope. And they say, he's now qualified for the Rumble. Which I thought was objectively hilarious. Because now, I want that to be how everybody qualifies for the Rumble. Women included throwing Sami Zayn over top of literally anything seems like like my 24/7 championship. That's Ooh. what I want. I I want Sami Zayn just walking through Dallas this weekend and he happens to go by the Hard to Kill Arena and Mickey James just tosses him over the top rope. That's what happens. Okay, I That's love that I idea. Him. When people were talking about this on Twitter, I thought you initially had meant like to qualify, you have to just throw somebody over the top rope and their two feet hit the floor. I love that it's specifically Sami Zayn all of the time. That's fantastic. Like, but- he, he's on Raw and the, he keeps getting thrown over stuff. And they're like, why'd you even come here? You're not on this show. But he doesn't have an answer. He has no answer. He and Kevin Owens being, like, shoot friends. Like, Kevin Owens just throws him out of the car. Or yes. Somehow, like, I... 
quite enjoy that idea. But even this, like, I get the reason why. It was because you want Knoxville to be there mm -hmm. and in the Royal Rumble. But I'm like, why are you making Sami Zayn, who's going to compete for the IC title, look so stupid? He can't even not get thrown over the top ropes by someone who's literally known for a show called Jackass. Like, I just, I love Sammy, and I feel like he's the type of guy who, even in a world where wins and losses don't matter, like, if they did matter, he could still be a guy that eats a lot of L's and is okay. Like, I feel that way about Eddie Kingston. Um, he doesn't need a ton of wins. Yeah. <laughs> Walter must cave in Knoxville's chest yeah. with Walter, a Walter... Raphael wants Walter to cave in Knoxville's chest. Yes, I would be fine with that. Yes. I would love that. Definitely. Mark Losper says if WWE can uh, WWE Apple Cart can be completely upended by one guy getting COVID and another guy walking out while having the greatest roster on the planet at one point, they deserve all the booking problems they stuck with. Well, buddy, if you remember at SummerSlam 2021, way back then, somebody was sidelined and they booked Bianca Belair to lose in about five seconds. And there you go. It's uh, not even, I get booking challenges, but they don't go to the next logical option. Like yeah. it's not, there's nothing in the hierarchy. Your mic I don't is think rubbing that, again. Love up again. I don't even know what it's rubbing against. Up against your hoodie for the love of God. <sighs> Those mics are the most trash. Why are they so sensitive? Why are well, you now, so sensitive? Are you, you sound, you sound great right now, though. Okay, now well, then it's... I'll just hold it out here, and life will continue and be beautiful and wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know your your mic isn't your mic isn't right where you're holding it, right? But it's now away from my hoodie, okay, sure. Sean. Sure. We don't Nerd... all have sick University of Kentucky pullovers. Not oh everyone here does, okay? Oh, I don't have... I've got a microphone hooked up Kate. all right fancy all right. pants relax you told me to get earbuds nerd i didn't tell you to use it as a microphone i know but now I my just said, mic stand is broken. i said i said you could get earbuds because that way you weren't listening through your speakers and we didn't get an echo yeah but you know what happened when i listened through my big old cans i could hear my microphone <laughs> mm. <laughs> gotta gotta turn that off nerd guru says <laughs> NXT 2.0, Mr. Walter, terrifies me in a very bad way. And Raw F Showtime says, if the rumors that Rollins was supposed to win the title at day one are true, they could get back to exactly where they wanted to be on the road to WrestleMania by moving the Universal title to Raw with Rollins at the Rumble. Well, um, I can tell you this. Fightful Select reported this week that talent were, were not told who was going to win that match before the Brock Lesnar thing. So. Sean, I can't subscribe to Fightful Select even for 50 cents a day. Mute. Muted. It's five bucks. I'm Happy talk. Me. Baron Corbin's out there. Oh, He's we talk have to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, because I got some backstage news. Which, I mean, they, they broke here. Drew's getting checked out next week is what I've heard. This is an injury he's had legitimately since 2016. I know some people were like, oh my God, Corbin and Moss really hurt him. No, they didn't. I was told that the, uh, and we reported this on FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. Uh, but I reported that this was, that the length of the match at day one and the attack, I was told, was to make Madcap Moss look strong in McIntyre's absence. To which I replied, wouldn't him winning matches before this have made him look strong? And I got ghosted on that one. Um, but... <laughs> 
Drew. Or I don't know him doing something other than telling fucking dad jokes. Yeah, might, might yeah. also help someone look so, strong. They're, they're like, here comes Drew McIntyre, and it's Riddick Moss dressed up as Drew McIntyre. They have a match with the Viking Raiders, who are now just guys. They are so far off the radar. This is heartbreaking and a bummer to me. When they came to WWE, this is like when when Gallows and Anderson are there and FTR are there and uh, the New Day are just killing it there and the Usos are there. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. They're going to look at this and then they're going to go tag team wrestling. Let's make it an attraction. Let's do it. Nope. Nope. No. It is uh, the Viking Raiders getting pinned by uh, Madcap Moss doing a frontwards moving neck breaker. Fine move. Too bad it took me four and a half months of this act to actually see it. I hated this segment. I hated the booking. I didn't even like the match. I was just bummed out. No, there was only one thing that I liked in it, and that was anytime a guy picks up a guy and throws them into another guy, I'm impressed by that, especially when the guy getting picked up is like three times the size of the lifting guy. So that was really, really cool to me. I liked that spot. The booking is depressing. Don't ever show Vince McMahon you're funny because this is what happens. I'm very scared for Matt Riddle's future because he showed him that he's funny. Um, I, man, the first match I ever saw of the Viking Raiders was them leaving ROH versus Coast to Coast. And it was so cool. And I watched them all the way through NXT and they were great. And then... They were the Viking experience, and I don't know if they've ever recovered since then. And they're such a good tag team, and they work so well, especially for guys of their size. And I don't know, it might be cool to see the SmackDown Tag Team Champs face someone other than the New Day. You could position them through booking and not, I don't know, singing Shinsuke Nakamura's theme and pounding their chests and participating in matches like this. It's such a disservice to what they're able to do. CM says there's an alternate universe where we have War Raiders facing Young Bucks, FTR, Proud and Powerful, Lucha Brothers. Maybe that uh, that exists again one day. 69 Names Deegan says you could say they fell off the radar. God damn. That but is look, a better joke than anything Madcap Moss has ever said. That is fantastic, and I love it. The look at her shirt. The King Senpai Dong Lord shirt. Oh. Now available at shop.fightful.com. Shotkid29 says, ah, well... That one's for later. That That's my bad. Um, Tom Brady says, any word on Walter moving up after Walter's last stand was announced? That's the assumption. That's the assumption. Man, uh, I Cadillac- didn't like that match, though. They took Ca- all the Walterness away. Cadillac Carson says, I would have lost my mind if Strowman showed up at the end of SmackDown and said, I'm still not finished with you. That's the way you bring him back. Uh, I reported today he has signed to uh, go over to Qatar Pro Wrestling. He's going to do one of those tours. They they brought in a bit, bunch of big names. So uh, that's another scoop from FightfulSelect.com. Isaiah Barry says Viking Raiders deserve so much more. Yeah, and said they got crappy segments. Crappy comedy segments. Well, New Day lost to the Usos again. I'm not sure why this match happened. Didn't, or I must, it's like, no, I wasn't about to call. I, it sounded like I was about to call you Denise. It but did I wasn't. sound like you were but just I wasn't. about to call me Denise. I wasn't. You could I call me to... a lot worse than Denise. I'll say no, no, no. no. I, was, I was trying to say something about day one, but I stuttered. <laughs> they lost at day one. So why again? The match is fine. That's never the issue. 
Why do you book this? Not only that, legitimately, Macaulay freaking Culkin, of all things, was on Freddie Prince Jr.'s show today, and he's like, I'm so sick of, of this over and over again. I love him, but I'm so sick of him. It's so just like uninspired, Kate. Uninspired's a good word because I had said on the Sour Graps Extended Edition, which you can watch on FightfulSelect.com, uh, <laughs> that I'm rooting for them to phone in it at this point because that's the only way the storyline is going to end. They keep putting on incredible matches, so they keep booking it. This, to me, was the first one, and it was still a great match, but where I feel like the well ran dry, I didn't see anything crazy or new or the same like details that you could normally find in their storytelling because there's simply nothing left. Like there was no motivation for this match to be happening other than the fact that they're both really, really good tag teams, which just isn't a lot of times that is enough when you face each other this many times, it's not enough anymore. So I don't get it. You have so many people in catering that you could go call on. Yeah. I, I, I just, uh, it, it was good. It was a good match. It's always, at, at minimum, it's a good match all the time. The 1D thing is cool. That's what I, wanted that. to, that's what I wanted to mention. They've renamed the 3D, the 1D, the one and done. It seems like Bully Ray's fine with that. Uh, no heat with him. But I also love that they have adopted tables. Now, I don't know how Bully Ray will feel about that. Like, that's taken a lot of their thing. But you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. But that's going to make the Usos baby faces. They're going to get over his baby faces by doing the tables thing. And um, sure, sure. Mark Losper says, if I had the choice between uh, putting Mad Cat Moss on TV or the human race getting enslaved by aliens, I would welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> I would just want to clarify, by the way, that Mark, Mark Losper and Shabugan are the same. So when you're yes. tallying up his top donations for the don't, month of him trying to think. buy us extra time. Don't think I even need to tally them at this point. <laughs> so uh, this was supportive. Sincerely, we really appreciate that. <laughs> this this wasn't the main event, but it was by far the most talked about thing on the show. And and what we're about to talk about was followed by a really awesome Charlotte Naomi match. And I almost want to talk about it in reverse. So that's what we're gonna do. Naomi interrupts a Charlotte promo, and <laughs> she's like. Face me. Let's fight. This match was so freaking good. Naomi was firing on all cylinders. Like when Naomi is on, oh man, is she on? And the counters to this, like into the body press, into the Bubba bomb. So good. So fantastic. Now I'll tell you the one thing I didn't like about the match throughout it. Sonya's coming out like, oh no, baby face. You can't win by count out. And also, you cannot win by DQ. To which Naomi realistically should have go should have went. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Why? Why would she have cared that much? Like, all right. So she's got a pin and some. How does that give Charlotte the benefit? They they got to play by the same rules. Whatever. But this match was outstanding. Charlotte and Naomi have incredible chemistry together. I really liked a lot of things about this match. I agree with you when, man, when Naomi is on and she's someone who, and it's not a fault of hers by any means, when she's in the ring with someone who's as good or better as her, it makes a really big difference in the quality of her matches, I, I feel like. And Charlotte Flair is one of, if not the best, 
um, especially from an in-ring perspective. So many things I loved about this. I loved uh, I loved Pat McAfee talking about dodge, ducking, dip, diving, and dodging. Do you know what Calvin Ball is? I don't know what Calvin, Calvin Ball Calvin and Hobbs. I, I This isn't a super chat, but I just want to tell a shock. I recognize the reference and I like it. It, Wait, just changing, it? Just changing the rules as you go along. That's what that is. But um, that. Pat McAfee exists only to pop Michael Cole at this point, and I love it. I it's love great. it. I think it actually also makes Michael Cole a lot better because I think it keeps him, it keeps him really loose, yes. and I think he's having a lot more fun than he has in the past. Man, Naomi is so great. I really want them to put the title on her eventually again. I think they had a huge opportunity to add her to the bloodline and have that stable versus Bianca and the street profits. I think that could have been very, very fun. Um, but she's, she's just outstanding. I am so over the Sonya stuff, man. I, I know it's good because it's being built out as a feud and that the bar is actually that low, but enough. And all of those little technicalities that she kept throwing in, just don't really matter in a non-title match as much. Like yeah. it just doesn't really do anything. And Michael Cole mentioned, we don't really know why she hates her. Fucking tell us why she hates her. Cause it looks like racism real hard. If we don't eventually find that out. I was hopeful we were going to find that out tonight because he said it. Valab <laughs> says it's like they suddenly remember Naomi exists and is actually really good. Well, we, we The main event of this show, of what we're talking about, is them remembering that a bunch of women do exist because they announced 19 of them for the Royal Rumble. Uh, for those asking, I did not know about this before the show. I hadn't heard a peep about it. Here are the names announced. Nikki A.S.H., Aaliyah, Natalia, the Impact Knockouts champion, Mickey James, Shayna Baszler, Summer Rae, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Kelly Kelly, Rhea Ripley, Lita, Naomi, the Bella Twins, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Michelle McCool, Shotzi, and Charlotte Flair, who entered herself in despite being champion. Now, Charlotte, unconventional, but why not? Why not? You don't have any other program for her. I don't have a problem with it. Michelle McCool, pretty regular, pretty semi-regular thing to have her pop up not a not a big deal the one that well i don't want to say not a big deal but um her kelly kelly like you know these women are on pretty good terms with wwe at this sure. point did you mention Mickey, summer ray yes i did okay summer ray you know that they're on good terms with wwe lita surprised me still a little bit because once you break your neck and you get out of wrestling for 10 years i wonder like how how are you gonna do well, she's doing just fine, apparently. But the one that shocked a lot of people was Mickey James, who not only left on real bad terms at WWE, she is the Impact Knockouts champion. Now, I'm going to have a lot more on this on FightfulSelect.com this weekend. I don't think it's as forbidden Dorish as everybody is yeah. implying, because as far as I know, she hasn't signed full-time with Impact. I could be wrong. But as far as I know, she hasn't. So to me, this isn't like them trading talent, so to speak. It is a freelancer accepting a booking. Still, 
it is awesome. I love it. Because if a freelancer had held the Impact Knockouts Championship four, five, six years ago, this ain't happening, Kate. Correct, yeah. And this is almost the the one of the very few benefits that Impact, I think, gets out of putting their titles on people they don't sign. Normally, I think that yeah. has a tremendous downside, but this is one that's really good. Mickey James has always seemed to kind of, I think, really rise above some stuff that she, she's gotten mistreated a lot in her career, whether it was in storylines or the way that she left this most recent time. And to, in my opinion, she's shown a lot of grace about it, even calling them out. So what you would hope is that there are people that gave her sincere apologies. If I'm her, I'm wearing like gear that looks like a trash bag out to the ring. I think that would be hilarious. But I think, you know, she's, if they paid her enough, which I'm guessing she got paid real hard, um, she, and she pulls the drawstring and it tightens up. Would that be so great? And then John Cena's there doing like a hefty ad. Oh, God. Perfect. Um, I'm sure she got paid real well. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering if part of it is if you say Impact, whose title I'm holding on television, that is a very good thing for her and one of the companies she's working with. But good for Mickey James. Like she put together that whole Empower pay per view for NWA. She's the Impact Knockouts champion. She's appearing on WWE t- television again. There is a lot of um, legendary things about her that I think got swept away because of the era that she was wrestling in in WWE. And I think she's wildly underrated and much more legendary than people probably give credit for. So. I'm very happy to see that. And I think, did the person who did that get fired from WWE anyway? Who? Yes. Yeah. So that's or also the, scape, might, the scapegoat for the it. The scapegoat for it. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, whether that was sincerely a part of it, she might be mature enough, which I would sure. not be. To, Mark, Mark Carano is the one who took the blame for that. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's been let go since. So mm-hmm. she might've been like, it was that guy's fault and he's not here anymore. So we're good. <laughs> I mean, I, to me, I, and I know a lot of people say, Oh, but what about all those things you said? I say, who gives a shit? She's a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. She can do what she wants and more power to her. Well, we have more super chats on this than anything from SmackDown since we started covering both of these shows together. So a big thank you to that. Get in your Humper Chats at humperchats.com. Just head over there. If if you've got a PayPal, you can plug it in right there and and, uh, donate there or here on YouTube. But uh, on a scale of one to hook chats, like... Are we oh like no no nowhere level? near hook nowhere okay, near hook no. chat. I, I don't near. think anything could be. I'm talking like like maybe a dozen here. Okay. So Chris <laughs> Rain says, does this seal the deal that Deanna's winning the impact title tomorrow? No, I don't think it does. I think they like the buzz associated with it, but believe me when I say there will be plenty of buzz on that match tomorrow. That much I can assure you for many reasons. Oh yeah, uh, and impact social media had that graphic ready to go the second yes. they announced that. Yes. Mark Losper says big brain Scott Demore pulling off uh well, I was reading that and then it just vanished on me. So um gonna have to track that one back down. But Maybe Shot it's just Kid, a new gimmick. Big brain Scott there, Demore. There it that's is. it. it <laughs> yeah, it says big brain Scott Demore pulling off the greatest bridging play in wrestling history, even if this is a one-time thing caused by a problem. WWE created for themselves um, says they trimmed their roster too much. 
Uh, that now says, yeah, that now says Valab above it. So I wanted to to give him the proper credit for that. William says, is this what happens when Vince fires all the women? Yes. Yes, it is what happens when Vince fires all the women, unfortunately. Uh, Shot Kid says, good on Mickey, get paid and promote her killer work outside WWE. That said, all I could do was laugh at the news because it's a problem of WWE's making. It is. It is absolutely a problem of WWE's making. And Kate, when people say, well, why did they announce them beforehand? Well, this is why, because we're here talking about it right now on a Friday night show where not a lot happened. We have something to talk about, and so does the wrestling world. My only thing with that was announce some of them, not all of them. Like, announce the ones that are going to drive eyes to the product, but I feel like so much excitement, for me at least, got deflated by this because surprise. There's 11 more. There's 11 more, but there's some... There's a lot of those half surprises, right? There's going to be some NXT call-ups, I think. If they're doing this Alexa's road back, she's going to be there. I think if Bailey's ready, you can almost assume she's going to be there. But like, she'd, be, she'd be a surprise, and she'd be a big one, too. She would, and if she's in it, my goodness, I hope she wins the whole thing. But I think... There's... I think Lita, Lita should have been a surprise. They, Lita they... should have been a surprise. Like there's there's some that like Summer Rae's not gonna drive additional eyes, I don't think. So let us just have sure. that moment, have a face-off between her and Natty because they had a feud or whatever. Like announce some. I think you announce the Bellas. I think that's a really smart move. I don't yes. think you announce as many as you did today. And I know there's a lot of slots left, but A, I think they're gonna give us more of those on Monday. And B the the half surprises don't have the same as that like holy shit i didn't even think of this person surprise third guru says rumble stuff is great but announcing more than half is dumb and the people in it badly reflects how many women WWE fired charlotte being in it further proves they're too lazy to give champs a feud i i don't disagree with any of that i'll just say i don't disagree with any of that but i'm as share delaware says they announce they always announce more than half the rumble entrance just because they did it all at once doesn't change anything they don't usually announce the surprises, but I I think it's good that they did announce some of the surprises because that is a completely different approach. Like, I remember when I was a, a little kid, I was watching like 96 Royal Rumble and they were announcing like Dory Funk Jr. And as a kid, I go, who the fuck is Dory <laughs> Funk Jr.? I didn't know who it was. I had no idea. Doug Gilbert? Who's Doug Gilbert? I was interested in him though. There are some kids right now, they're going, who the hell is Summer Ray? And they're going to Google Summer Ray. They might like Summer Ray. They might, they might expose themselves to a new audience. Um, and as as Hannah says, do it to drive some ticket sales as well. Yeah. That makes sense. I do think it's, you know, they did it this year, and there's I think nine women on the SmackDown roster. So it does also have that appearance of like, of course you're announcing surprises. You don't have any women, you don't have enough women to fill the rumble. So by default, the entire roster is probably going to be in the Rumble. Like, that's not great. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just say that. Nurguru says, happy for Mickey breaking down doors, but WWE doesn't deserve her being this nice to them. I don't disagree with that either. CM says, respect to Mickey for probably getting a bag of cash to do a one-off and make up for the trash bag. Also, get a huge promo for Impact. I kind of hope she puts somebody in a trash bag and throws them over the top rope. Oh, uh, that would be great. Ryan they have Mark. to acknowledge it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, make light of it. Let her let her own it. Yes. Let, let her take ownership of it. B 
Big J says, having a current Impact champion on WWE programming wasn't on my wrestling bingo card for 2022. Impact has done a really great job like throughout all that. And I mean, quite frankly, who knows? Mickey might just be done with Impact after tomorrow. We don't know. Like we're sitting here talking about Mickey as the Impact champion. Deanna Perrazzo might have three championship belts by the end of the weekend because she's facing Roxy for the the AAA and ROH titles as well. Lady Belt Collector, I love it. Give her all of them. I love Deanna. (laughs) Mark Losper says, Acknowledging impact on TV and Twitter is a big move for WWE, but once again, their short-termism builds a nice moment at the cost of a significantly larger one. There were plenty of ways to build interest without blue-chewing a bunch of names. I'm I'm okay with it. Like I said, here and there, announce. Uh, uh, yeah, here and there is okay. Ryan says, are there any other surprises planned? Yes, I was told there are other surprises planned. Um, I hope and, Ryan's follow-up chat is, what are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can't, I can't right tell now? you. I can't tell you, but I mean, they've also got some backups that they're going to have planned as well because you have to. Can we also take a moment to acknowledge the segue legend that you are that other people are referring to blue chewing as like a verb now? Like credit where it's due, Sean Ross. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) you know. Uh, We've got Matthew saying the biggest surprise of the night for me is WWE putting impact on TV the night before Hard to Kill. Pleasantly surprised, but so unlike them. Why? They got Mickey James. They worked themselves into a shoot. They got Mickey James. But just like AEW, they didn't promote uh, Impact's pay-per-view. That's for damn sure. Because you can't do that. You you can use all the Impact talent that you want. But by God, AEW and WWE will never put over one of those pay-per-views ever. Uh, Cher Delaware says, Feels like WWE saw AEW in their partnership with Impact and pulled a Stewart and said, Look what I can do. But I'm still stoked to see Mickey. Nice to see someone using the Impact Knockouts division. Yeah, AEW should have. They really should have. Uh, that was the thing I was most excited about when the forbidden door opened. I was yeah. like, at that point, the women's division was not as healthy as it is now in AEW. And I thought, what an incredible way to take what I consider the best women's roster in wrestling and to help out this division. And they did nothing. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, we've got some stupid punk saying Humper chats won't work, but I imagine if Joe goes to impact and impact ends up having Joe go back to wrestle in WWE, I die from pure irony. Um, I would imagine that Joe is probably gonna just not do that anymore. That's what I would think. That's and Shot Kid, Shot Kid says if they need women, NXT UK is right there. But then again, Vince will then know it exists and kill it, or worse, change it to NXT UK 2.0. Uh, that is easier said than done. Getting people over here, over there, all that, uh, easier said than done. And you yeah, know what? I- Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the fact that Walter was on NXT is like, a, hey, he's in the country, right? And you also have women that are on NXT 2.0 right yeah. now that would be great additions to that match. I think Raquel's an obvious one with her strength and size. Um, Dakota Kai's incredible. I think you could have some really fun mm-hmm. moments that happen there. So I don't think you even need to read, reach across the pond. And you have Kaylee Ray, who I think was one of their strongholds, now working in the U.S. as well. So. That would be tricky, but I cut you off. You were gonna, you were gonna yeah, segue us. I was gonna ask you. You know, well, I was gonna do something completely different, but now I'll just ask you. What's what's Walter known for? Chops. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta chop some things down, Kate. Sometimes your dirty, disgusting pubes get a little too bushy, and you gotta. 
chop them down. But you know what you don't want to do? You don't want to leave your balls and dong looking like somebody's chest after Walter just chops them down. Manscaped.com code Fightful. Make sure that you're taken care of. They've got that advanced skin-safe technology on their fourth-generation trimmer. It's got a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's even waterproof. You can use that 4.0 to leave 2021 and your gross pubes with it. You can also smell like a million bucks with all those great formulations. Refined cologne. They've even got, like, foot deodorant, for the love of God. They got body wash. Ultra premium body wash. Manscaped just stepped out of just the trimming game, and they're like, you know what? Anything in the bathroom, we've got you covered. Manscaped.com code Fightful. You're going to smell like a new man. And you know what? Not not only do you not want to look like somebody who just got chopped by Walter, you don't want to smell like one either. You don't want to, ugh, just gross, man. Their body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling nice and moisturized. And that's important. Use the code FIGHTFUL for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Over 4 million men already trust Manscaped. Now it's time to join them. 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Again, don't let your penis and testicle ball sack. Or yam bag, as Taz calls it. Your testicular ball sack, I believe is the medical term. Look like Walter just gave it the. You don't have the balls. Mm. You don't Leave us a humper chat. Leave us a super chat. We would greatly appreciate it. Make yourself says, wouldn't mind Walter chopping the Miz at the Rumble. Well, there you go. There you go. And then we've got Nerd Guru saying, oh, well, sorry. I, I jumped the gun on that one. It was Ryan Martins that said, something tells me this Mickey thing is a make good on WWE's part for the trash bag incident. I know Mickey said Vince called her to apologize. Uh, WWE called a lot of people to apologize over stuff like that oh, and, and how some of those were handled. So uh, I don't want people to get the, oh, I've got the Kate Hensler TK Trinidad overlay <laughs> up. Look at that. Again, you could you could do worse than calling me Denise or TK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my bangs are so much better than yours, though. I'm just saying. Your mic's rubbing again. I swear to God. Good. You know what? Good. God. You say things like that, oh you deserve Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, every time. <laughs> Good. You're going to call me the wrong name? You're going to put the wrong overlay on? You demoted me. I was Jeremy Lambert a few weeks ago, and now uh-huh. I don't even technically work for you. Jeff says, first time catching a live edition. I listen to the replays at work, and you all make the day bearable. Love that, Danhausen. Yeah, guys, we are available on podcast platforms everywhere. I don't promote this a lot, but you can just go to FightfulPods.com. Any show we have, you can find. Uh, please leave us a nice review on Spotify, on Stitcher, on uh, Apple. All that stuff really helps because, quite frankly, like 80%, 90% of our audience comes from uh, YouTube and sometimes Twitter. So the more of you that leave reviews there, the, the quicker our show will grow. Leave review houses. Indeed. Leave very nice ones, not very evil ones. Fear TG says, I really hope I'm wrong, but I have a bad feeling Mickey will get a quick Santino or Warlord-esque elimination. Um, WWE would get buried so miserably bad for that, Kate. Yeah, but like, 
they don't care. Um, I, I don't. So, think, but they don't care. So. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do that. I think they try to avoid doing stuff like that with people that are legends, and they might do something. Lita's in there. I can see Trish Stratus being a surprise or something like that too. Like they might do some fun, like some fun spots with those things. Mark says we know Alex is a trained actor. Apparently, Kate is as well based on this ad read well you know what maybe i wouldn't have to do so many ad reads if you all would subscribe to fightfulselect.com i would greatly appreciate if you all did that uh today the newest episode of coexisting with rob and maggie dropped but it wasn't maggie she was out sick so drew filled in uh over a show a day we've got like eight or nine weekly shows at this point but a taste of the news that we break over there. We had SmackDown plans for tonight. This weekend, I'll have Raw and SmackDown producers. I had a rumor killer on the Becky Lynch, the man trademark. We had a bunch on Kyrie Sane leaving WWE. A bunch of big names for the Qatar Pro Wrestling shows. Uh, broke some news about why Samoa Joe's release happened. And I mean, that is a hefty story. We have a ton of news on a lot of the releases uh, from NXT and WWE. I dropped a Q&A show. We broke the news of P.D. Williams coming on to WWE full-time backstage. Uh, we had Raw plans ahead of the show as well. We broke news that Jeff Hardy was supposed to be the NXT shaman that Riddle is now. Like, it's so wild. We have uh, exclusive news up there every single day. Please subscribe, FightfulSelect.com. It's not my job to read super chats or chats that aren't super chats, but I just want to thank Emily Cease for defending me in the chat. So I'm not going to read it specifically because I do Wait, my job. I might time her <laughs> out if I could find her. <laughs> Justice for Kate. The bullying is insane, Jonathan, she said. Uh, thank you, Emily. Mm, oh, there we go. Timed out. Bam. <laughs> Ryan Martin says, do you think there's a good chance Tony Storm returns to WWE or is she done for good? Her departure was bizarre and no one really knows what caused it. I'll find out, uh, but I I don't think for now. I think for a while under this regime, I just think that I think that's probably gone and passed, but not gone and passed. Uh, this episode of Rampage, we still got plenty to talk about. Unfortunately, we're going to be talking about Jake Atlas's injury which might not be as bad as it looks. Um, let me I, see. I did want to point out that once again, I was there. Oh, okay. You are there. <laughs> but what I, what I hear, it looked bad. <laughs> what I hear is uh, Jake might have dodged a bullet waiting for his doctor to send um, Jake and Doc Sampson the MRI results. That would be great if he didn't get hurt. So I wasn't there, Kate. And the whole match, I'm sitting there going, when did it happen? When did it happen? Then you see when it happens. Um, it was ahead of the Panama Sunrise. And to cover up the injury or cover up the spot, Adam Cole put on the most half-hearted heel hook leg lock that I've ever seen. I love how commentary covered for it. They're like, Red Dragon already rubbing off on him again. Like, because that's what they do. Um, I, this match was awesome. This match was so good. And when Jake Atlas is outside the auspices of, of NXT, you realize how big he is too. Like 
his weight goes on people like a bowling ball. Like he is, he is like 230 pounds and every pound of it is going into Adam Cole. I just love this. They would throw each other up into midair and just crack each other over their knees. And unfortunately, Jake's gave out, but I love this match. Yeah. So being there live, the injury to Phoenix happened and then they started AEW Rampage and then this injury happened. It was a real rough half hour or so there. I really liked this match. Jake Atlas looks like he also put on a ton of mass since his NXT and definitely his indie days. Loved a lot of what happened to the ring. Loved a lot of... Um, there was a, a really great brain buster counter that Adam Cole had in this. I really thought he did a really good job of covering because yes. I don't know if it was immediately obvious to him too, because it was just a springboard that hit funny. Like it wasn't anything super like high level difficulty, right? Like I, I think it was just that. So to realize he couldn't get him up for the Panama sunrise and then to go home with the knee bar, which A, is something Red Dragon specific, as you pointed out, and B, oh, this guy hurt his knee. He shoot hurt his knee, so he's not going to really lock it in that yeah. hard, but but that's something logically a heel would do, right? You have a weakness, let me capitalize. I thought it was great. A really rough way to end what was a great in-ring debut for Jake Atlas. Also, got to give credit to the sparkle gear. It just looked really, really cool, and under the live lights, it shines so pretty. It was really nice, but uh, a great opener, and then after the match, watching him walk up the ramp with two not indie jobber doctors, like actual medical staff. Yeah. Uh, he was just putting absolutely no weight on it. So that I, it's good to hear it might not be that bad because I looked at that and was like, that's nine months to a year of his career. He was, yeah, that 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 was the fear, and he was on a um, he was on uh, crutches or a walker or something. He was using some aid after the show. Uh, Adam Cole is now seven and zero in singles action, and we're talking like against like Kazarian, Jungle Boy, John Silver, Orange Cassidy, Jake Atlas. Some some good names here. Man, they they're pushing him along really really well. And this is one of those times where people knew Jake Atlas wasn't going to win, but goddamn did he look good in defeat. He looked really great in defeat, and you see why AEW wanted him in 2019. He picked NXT, and what I like is it was like, you know what? No harm, no foul. You wanted to take another route. We're not going to hold that against you. We're not going to be petty over that. Come on in. We still got a spot for you because you're good, and that's that's what I like. He's still a star. I think he adds something different and new to the mid-card as well as far as what he does in the ring. He really lays shit in. Like, I, I yeah. really appreciate that he about sure does. him. And um, the first match I ever saw was him versus Tony Depp in, in GCW. And I was just blown away by um, his his versatility. He's, he's a very, very skilled professional. Chris Rain says, wow, that was an amazing match between Cole and Atlas. Interesting that Adam is number one ranked now. It sure is. And you know what? Hangman Page versus Adam Cole would be very big. And you know what? I would love that match to kind of end with a returning Kenny Omega. And it's like, oh, gee, which one is he coming to screw over? Oh, and it just hit me. It just hit me. They plant these little things that I don't even think about. That I don't even think about. My God. DeLeo says, Cole is so consistently good. I can't remember a bad, bad match he's had recently. He is a hell of a talent, man. And uh, perpetually over. Our 
Go ahead, also, sorry. Oh, I was just going to point out something that Joe Holbert said that I have been echoing because it's such a good point, too. This is the first time he's ever really worked arenas because he was in NXT, right? So he was just a performance center performer. And he does not for a second by this looks like he's been phased by a single part of what he's doing. So, so great in the ring and such a presence. And as far as Cole and Paige go, I have that thought too about Omega because what's great about that is he can come back and it doesn't have to be in an in-ring capacity. It could be just to fuck with the storyline if his body still needs time to heal. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Adam Cole's entrance live remains undefeated. It is one of the most fun experiences. It is so good. It's so over, but when I tell you Hook was more over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it in a moment. Get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats, guys. I would greatly appreciate it. Hannah M says, good on Jake looking so huge next to the six-foot king, Adam Cole. <laughs> and R26 <laughs> says, hopefully Jake ends up being okay. He and Gigi Dolan had my favorite indie match ever for Rise in 2019. <sighs> that was like a match. Uh, Tony P says, sad about Regal and Joe losing their jobs, wishing the best, but on a brighter note, can we get a Joe MJF callback or moment or feud because of NXT? Regal can announce blood and guts when the UE possibly faces the elite or any other participants. Uh, I saw somebody say it sounds better when he goes the match beyond. Like, I think that's the thing that Regal says, even as a cameo. But yeah, Joe MJF has to happen in the future for that reason. Um, I did oh. a full show about Samoa Joe. That is such a bummer, but uh, we got a bunch on Fightful Select about it. Yeah, there's so many feuds logically that line up in AEW, the history between him and Punk, having Danielson there, having MJF there. But one thing that one of my Mark Order co-hosts said when we were there live was, even if he just wanted to do commentary, because I thought he was outstanding at commentary when he was in WWE, him and Taz on the same commentary panel would be fantastic. So yeah. He's so versatile and he has such a great mind for this that even if it was part-time in the ring or he he just wanted to call it quits, I think his mind in AEW would be such a wonderful asset. I love Samoa Joe. And there the Samoa are, Joe walkaway spot is one of the best things to happen yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> there are a lot of people that point to like Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle as a match that didn't happen and couldn't have happened because they just they just missed each other. Taz and Samoa Joe was mine. Like I, I oh. loved Samoa Joe and I would want to watch Taz dump him on his head repeatedly. Cause yeah, I'll talk more about Taz momentarily. Nerd Guru says, imagine Punk goes after Cody for the TNT title. The matches and promos are great to solidify the heel turn that hits Punk. Oh, and it's to solidify the heel turn. He hits Punk with a pedigree of all people. I think Cody would probably be heel by then, but maybe not. Maybe that's really what, what nails it down, but uh, Cody ain't wrestling tomorrow. Kate Dustin is uh, Cody is out COVID precautions, but Dustin Rhodes is going to fill in. They're doing an interim TNT title. This is something that they do in MMA, specifically the UFC all the time, like way too much. Uh, I, I don't mind it, but to me, it's like he's out with COVID. Like he didn't, tear his knee apart he'll be back in like a week or two yeah this certainly raised my eye on what the what raised my eye maybe my eyebrow not my entire eye i certainly raised my eye on how this might be booked tomorrow if the plan was to give sammy it the title back 
Or if it wasn't, that could be a really cool thing now because then you would have Cody with the real belt and Sammy mm-hmm. with the interim one. A lot of interesting angles there. I'm not like super stoked for the match, but Dustin does surprise me whenever he's in the ring, what he can do at his age. I I just, Battle of the Belts, I was like, yeah, special. And I'm kind of like, all right. Like, <laughs> I'm not super excited for this card right now. <laughs> We have uh, ShotKage29 saying, I know reaction has been mixed, but I like the idea of an interim champ, familiar trope for MMA boxing fans that can play further into Cody's heel turn. Yeah, but if that's the case, I think Dustin should win. (laughs) I think he should win it, and Cody should be, like, snarky to Dustin about it. Like, come on. I think think that that would be a good approach. I kind of just wish they had set up, like, Scorpio Sky and Sammy or something for a contendership or so I know it's battle of the belts, but like shit happens. So I just would have rather seen something closer to that idea. So we get a Ethan page Scorpio sky promo. We've said about all we can about Dan Lambert and his annoying promos, but uh, sky and page cut really good promos. And sky mentioned how long it's been since he's, he's been beaten. I do admire that Dan Lambert is just like, I'm going to get that goddamn TNT title come hell or high water. I'm after that title. Uh, what'd you think of the promos? I thought the promos were good. My biggest complaint about Lambert hasn't even been what he was doing up until the whore comment. But before that, it yeah. was more just that he was being used by two guys who are fantastic promos and can speak for themselves. That just bummed me out because I want to hear those two guys talk. So I thought this was great. Um, it was short. It was sweet. It said what it needed to say. It kept things moving. One That's one thing I like about Rampage is these promos are generally like, Bang, bang, set it. I'm in and out. Let's go. Mark Losper says, I love Dustin, but this change is perplexing. AEW has been making a few weird moves of late. I don't think it's that perplexing that they're doing Dustin in, in place of Cody. I don't think so. Jeff Grayton says, riffing off of Nerd Guru's chat, who turns heel first, Cody or Punk? Also, which recently uh, released Women's Superstar comes back for the Rumble. Aside from Mickey. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, any any thoughts on that one? Because uh, in my head, like, I just can't think, like, who the hell's been released lately. Um, I, I'm sure they would love to bring in the Iconics if they could. Yeah, I think it's a little trickier because it's... Mickey was of a different generation, and she's someone that they would probably let go if they didn't, like, let her contract expire if they weren't going to do anything with uh, her creatively in the future. I don't know if anybody else that they let go has kind of like that legendary status that would pop anybody coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't Isaiah, think anyone... Isaiah says, we're all the EVPs missing from dynamite this week. Yeah. None of them were on the show. Yeah. None of them were on the show. Oh, and I think Andrade Cody does... turns heel, heel first, by the way, to the other part of that super chat. Yeah, I think that, I do that too. with Cole being number one contender, now punks is going to be a face a little bit longer. Andrade does an interview. He's trying to buy off Darby Allen, but he's like, why does this little kid work for Sting? And Dylan Bishop says, I love that Andrade's character doesn't understand the concept of having friends and think that people only help others if they're getting paid. I love that because rich people are often detached from reality. That's just the, the way that it happens a lot. I love this. Love this. I loved this. And I love in general that they're letting Andrade speak for himself. 
Um, cause it's never, the language barrier is never so heavy that you can't understand what the point of the promo is. It's great. I think Shivani helps him a lot as well. He was great on this as well. And I, I do, I love this idea that he just wants to throw money at everything that could possibly come his way. Cause that's how he buys people's love. And in this case, he's trying to buy a person in Darby Allen. I think it's so much fun. And it's nice just to see them seem to have at least a direction with Andrade now because he is just so effortlessly freaking cool. <laughs> we had a, a promo recapping uh, TJ, Penel Bunny, and Penelope. I like this. We also get Ricky Starks announcing he's going to defend the FTW title. About time. It's going to be against Matt Seidel. And he says, well, this is for you, Dante, because I know that Matt Seidel has been very influential on you. And I'm going to make an example out of him. I liked both of these segments. Simple, effective. You you remind people, hey, by the way, something really historic last week happened. And tomorrow, hopefully something historic happens as well. Yes, I liked this a lot. I also, in general, liked Jericho's return to commentary. I felt like he was much less yelly and added a lot of volume, volume value today. Uh, yeah. but yeah, and, and it's nice when they use guest commentary spots to do something like advance the storyline of that wrestler. And I want Ricky Starks in the ring. He is my breakout guy for 2022. I think he's going to have a monster year and is a, a wildly skilled wrestler. So nice to see, even though he was like medically cleared that we knew of, he definitely wasn't in the ring that much. So hopefully this means he is like full on good to go. And I am looking forward to him versus Seidel, because Seidel's just given some great matches in this run. Uh, William Tucker says, where's Asuka? Why doesn't AEW use Archer or Cage? Archer's hurt. Uh, Cage is off TV. Asuka is hurt. Uh, that's about all the info I have on either one of those. Oh, uh, I thought nobody was ready for her. Yeah. Professor says, bring in Sable. Biggest pop ever. Uh, I think that she could be. I just She has not wrestled oh. in two decades. So she would be and, if she even, came out with, with handprint boobs. Oh gosh. Well, I think she'd probably <laughs> do something else, but she hasn't wrestled since 2004 and really she barely wrestled then. So she hasn't really wrestled much since 99. So I would be shocked, but that would be an incredible pop as well. Jeff says Dustin versus Sammy tomorrow. Dustin wins becomes interim champ. Cody versus Dustin too. talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, that's that's what i want that's what i want to happen i think cody versus dustin too really helps accelerate that heel persona i think that could be great i kind of wanted the two of them to face off in a in a dustin retirement match but you could also do that as a third that would be awesome um but that that seems like very logical booking from here out i just hope that sammy gets a little bit more of a win focused trajectory for a little bit after that Mark Losper says, rich people being detached from a re from reality. Can't think of anybody else at AEW this statement could apply to based <laughs> on current events. Derek Gordon says, hear me out. <laughs> Sammy wins the interim title but has no belt. Negative one gives him Brody's TNT title. Cody wins the rematch, takes Brody's belt instead of the new one, and says that's his belt. Derek, I love you. There ain't no fucking way that's happening that bro that i don't think they'll use brody's death and even that in a storyline i just don't think that happened that is brody's belt that and that company is very serious about that 
Uh, yeah, and if said, you're going to do that, I think you got to do that with someone from Dark Order. Like, I don't think they ever will, but it's got to yeah. be in, in that that vein, I think. Well, I know I'm you're turning heel on me because your connection sucks again. Um, R26 says, whatever Kyrie does, she should leave WWE. I'll support, but damn, I'd love to see her versus Utami or Siri. I'm a big Siri Kondo fan, so I would I'd watch Siri face anybody. Brielle says, if WWE smart catches off guard with an unexpected winner of the Women's Rumble. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be that. I, I don't think it'll be that. But we did see Riho and Ruby Soho against Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. I love Britt Baker's aggression, the way that she wrestles, um, and just like the disdain she wrestles with. Now, this, this was to set up tomorrow's match. And I got a couple problems with it. One, I hate the roll-up pin. And I hate the roll-up pin even more when Riho is jumping up and down while she does it because... Uh, wow, now people are saying that my connection is rough. I um, thought it was you. <laughs> I don't think so, guys. But anyway, um, I hate the roll-up pin, and I hate it when Rio is jumping up and down on the top of it because you're taking your weight off the person's hips and shoulders while you do it. Also, if they're going to keep mentioning, oh my gosh, she pinned Jamie Hayter, so she beat Britt Baker. Britt has won two tag matches against Rio. Drove me nuts. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Kate can attest, Jamie Hayter is so over live. Yeah, and she's just like one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in the world live. So that definitely doesn't hurt because like it's like slow motion happens when she comes out. I swear to God, she's so gorgeous. Uh, I, this match, even live, was a little bit tricky. I think people didn't love the finish. I think people are ready for Thunder Rosa and Britt. I think they're ready for that payoff. Uh, yeah. I think Mercedes versus Rosa is going to be awesome but i think they're ready for that i did like brit brit seems genuinely pissed off that she just can't pin rio like i love yeah. that because that's the story here but rio's just she's not for me um she does some really clever stuff in the ring but there's a lot of issues i have with the way that she uses her lack of weight i think you see smaller women execute a little bit better than her i think roxy and willow did a great job of that in a sloppier match but psychologically a smart match at ROH. I think Sasha Banks is one of the best smaller wrestlers out there. Yes. So just not not my favorite, but uh, a good enough match. Ruby Soho also pulling double duty on Wednesday night while this taping was happening. Um, and just kind of like some ring styles that felt a little bit clunky, at least was the experience live. And I, I, I didn't love the booking. I didn't love the ending, but I do appreciate that Britt is doing her best to tell these stories the way she can. So, uh, yeah, solid build for that, but it was just that pin. Oh, it drove me nuts. It drove me nuts. Um, we had Hook versus Solo. Holy crap. Hook is over. Tell me what it was like there. So, when I was messaging people, I tried to stay off my phone for most of this, but I did message a couple people, and when they announced Hook was on Rampage, the place came unglued like Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson level unglued 
reaction to the announcement that he was going to be on Rampage. Uh, His entrance is so great. He really does have quite a presence, and he's just very good at this already, Um, but just continues to be very, very over. And like you said, he was like meme over. He was just eating his chips and his hoodie, and (laughs) holy crap, has he turned the page on that very, very quickly. I love a good capture suplex. I just, I'm a, I'm a dork for suplexes. I love them. And Hook did a great one. And the different submissions than what we see in, in general. And if you're going to get some offense in on him, I'm glad that it was QT, the veteran, grabbing the leg. And Taz is like, man, oldest trick in the book. That's the experience thing. And Ricky's saying, yeah, but now he's never going to fall for that again. And he shouldn't. He should be like, he learns everything on the fly. He should never get caught with this again. In fact, I think whenever he faces QT, Aaron Solo should go for this and Hook should like kind of dodge it and just stomp his hand. Like something like that. Like that way he adapts. Because we're definitely getting him and QT Marshall. Because after that, QT took a beautiful head and arm suplex and took it magnificently. I thought everybody killed it here from commentary from, from Ricky and Taz on commentary to QT outside and then inside the ring to Aaron solo to hook. I thought everybody rocked this. Yes. Agreed. Commentary added a lot when I got to watch it back tonight and it's just fun having the connection of someone's dad being on commentary for their matches. It's, it's a really, it seems very sincere with Taz. Like I think he's very genuinely very proud of him. Um, but I loved this, and I think they're really raising him right. Like, his debut match was with Fuego, who sold the hell out of everything he was doing for him. Having a match against a guy as big as, I think it was Bear Bronson. I get my bears yeah. confused sometimes. Bear Bronson, um, you know, he showed a completely different way of approaching a match. I thought it was so good. And then here with Aaron Solo, really solid. And then if you're going to have him face someone as experienced as QT and maybe what'll be like a little bit longer match. It just seems like a very, very smart approach and they're not hot shotting him of like, he's going for the TNT title on battle of the belts because Cody's out or anything. So it's refreshing to see that. And it'll let the story of hook unfold without having to necessarily build a feud until he's super ready for that. And, and that I really like. Well, I like what James Zimmerman says. He says, Hook will be FTW champ by the end of the year at the latest. The guy's on fire. I think that's what you do. Eventually, Ricky gets jealous that all the attention is on him. Uh, Chris says, can you get the scoop on Hook's high top air one shoes boot hybrids? Never seen anything like them. Buddy, you guarantee I will. I'll get the scoop on that. It's not like you have your own sneaker deal. Until until the fantasy football league I'm a part of with the person who made those shoes pays me for winning the championship like they should. No, <laughs> no plugs. No plugs. I take it back. Pay me. Shot Kid 29 says, Hook got the people of New Jersey to finally admit what they are. <laughs> and Miguel says, and- surprise. <laughs> says surprise joker or not do you think aew will push hook to win the casino battle royal a double or nothing no i don't think in fact i think that might be where his first vulnerability is shown and maybe he gets eliminated from that 69 names deegan say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Says Hook is the greatest thing ever. I've never seen someone get out of, uh, out of a lockup like that. He's so smooth and cool. Am I swooning? I think I am. Send Hook. That is a part of it. Like he does things and he moves in a way that most people don't, Kate. I can't get over how smooth he is. That's like the perfect thing that I feel like since his debut has just blown me away is, is how smooth he is in the ring. He's great. I, Irene says, who becomes Hook's first real feud? Uh, he's a heel despite being cheered. So what baby face do you put against him? I don't. He he is a baby face. He's not. I, I don't know why anybody says he's a heel. What? Because he's in a heel stable. Throw that out the window. Throw all that conventional bullshit out the window. It's different. I appreciate you, Irene. I think he's a baby face. I don't think he is a baby face. He got like the opponents cheated him tonight and he still, he went and beat him up. He is a baby face, Irene. I think maybe what they're setting up is something eventually we'll go through him in the factory. Maybe we see him in Camarado. If a go goes back, whatever. I think his first like one-on-one feud will be Ricky Starks for that title, but I think he's going to chew through people until we get there. Ricky Starks. Uh, Rasslin Riggle says, early Rumble prediction. Hook is sent and joined Paul Heyman's lo- love triangle and creates a new <laughs> faction called All That and a Bag of Chips. Could you imagine? Mark Mark Losper says, Riho's pin looked rubbish. Certain segments of wrestling, unquote, media are going to have a field day with that. Who gives a shit? Those people are irrelevant. 69 Names Deegan says, the funniest thing is when QT tried to square up to Hook. And all the front row were like, no, he's going to kill you. And she says she's a proud hooker. Well, I've always known you were. Uh, but yes, I agree. QT, like you, as soon as he hit that ring, Kate, you had to know, ah, oh, that's bad. Bad news for QT. Yes. And I've, I've really grown to love QT through the past like six months or so of programming. His value has been very, very evident, I feel like since the the factory situation really broke away yeah. um he he's he's you can tell his experience and, and why he's there he's been great after the cody verse thing ended i've enjoyed the stuff he's done and this is a great place to use him as well yes well we were going to have the pre-match interview with mark henry but then 2.0 and garcia uh santana and ortiz and eddie kingston all just brawl out to the ring they have this big war. Suck my ass, pull the tights was oh was a line. But I love that Mark Henry still got in his main event line. I love that it's still over. Uh, what did you think of this, this match? Okay, so a few things. You guys know I'm an Eddie Kingston mark to the fullest. Him just walking out of the interview with, with 
version 2.0 was like, we're going to talk to you and started cutting this promo. And he just walked away to go find them backstage. Was so fun to break the format of the presentation. And I loved Mark Henry also saying like, looks like the fight's already started instead of being like, it's time for your main event, which is really fun to, to mess with the actual format of it. This was more fun to watch on TV than it was live because the spots were just so everywhere as is common in a Street Fighter or no DQ. Some of those trash can spots looked nasty. I really liked commentary pointing out that once a trash can is dented, it's actually more effective because you can cut people with it. I thought yeah. that was a really, really nice touch and a good um, additional information to have. It was nice to see Eddie Kingston and team get a win. I am a huge Proud and Powerful fan as well. If they are going to do trios titles, I would love to see Eddie with them um, going after them or being your inaugural champs, but just really fun to see them reformed because I think they they work so well together. And live, he also did the like, we're going home post-show speech part of it. Talked about what New York and New Jersey meant to him. He kind of shit on Chicago, which was really fun. He was like, those places are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nowhere's like here. So really fun match. Um, a little messy, but it was supposed to be. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm ready for these three to move on from Daniel Garcia and 2.0. I'm okay if Jericho gets a match against them because that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, Jericho does make the ring uh, or get to the ring. They had taped Eddie to the ropes, which I, I love that. I love that. And uh, it, worth mentioning earlier, the Usos, Tape the new day to the ropes too. <laughs> and Pat McAfee's like, we've all been there. And Michael Cole's like, what? Well, like he legitimately popped Michael Cole, which I thought was just amazing. I really, really dug that. Uh, so a couple of tape spots as well. But then Jericho is out there to make the save maybe a little bit sooner this time. Uh, but I can't wait to see Jericho and Eddie Kingston and I want to see Eddie Kingston like inspire Jericho to get away from the pinhead blockhead type of thing and like do something grating, do something that cuts to the to the core of Eddie Kingston. That's what I want. Yeah, I think something with a little more juice in it would be really good for Jericho. I don't know if he's face or heel because Eddie is just there to kick everybody's asses. And I think we are setting up Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston does him, partner. That's all. So I, <laughs> I'm very, very excited to see where that goes. And Kingston's just one of my favorites on the mic. I hope he can pull that out of Jericho because I'm I'm ready for that too. Guys, please, sincere. please leave a thumbs up on this video. Mark Losper wraps us up with Humper Chats and says QT is vastly underrated. Must be a hell of a trainer given a lot of the talent they're turning out. He is an excellent trainer. Uh, spent a lot of time at the Monster Factory as well. It's a great place to be. Uh, but FightfulSelect.com is a great place to be, guys. Uh, we gave away our next Fightful magazine over there, which you can get at FightfulMag.com, but we gave away the digital edition so make sure you check that out. Fightfulmag.com. Dan Housen is the cover story. EC3, Nate Marquardt, both wrote for the magazine. Nate Marquardt, a former UFC title challenger. Check it out. Fightfulmag.com. Don't forget on Saturday, noon, Grapsity, 9 p.m. Eastern, Battle of the Belts review, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. We've got the Hard to Kill review. Jamin Cito Gomez says, Heard Ciampa and Dunn had a dark match at SmackDown. Wonder if these NXT guys are getting any reaction during Raw SmackDown. 
Um, I mean, yeah, generally, uh, Kyle and Johnny did a few months ago, but I would be surprised if Champa ever went to the main roster for an extended period of time. I would, I would be shocked, but tell the, tell the people where they can find you, Kate. Well, you can find me at Kate on deck. I see. Cause I'm not Jeremy Lambert or TK Trinidad. I'm Kate Hensler. You can also find me on Wednesdays on the Mark order podcast at Mark order pod, where we talk all things all elite and Fridays back here with Shalom Ross Sapp, uh, talking to AW Rampage and SmackDown. So check those out. Guys. Thank you all so much. We're back here for three shows tomorrow until next time. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.